This is the Property Development Book Club podcast. Please be advised that the views expressed are of the individuals and do not represent their employers and should not be taken as advice. Please do your own research and seek advice from an appointed professional. Welcome to the Property Development Book Club podcast, where in this episode we have a very special episode as we are interviewing our very own Faith Lochin and asking her about her not so new, but very successful business and what it holds for the future. So Faith, welcome. Thank you, thanks for interviewing me. (laughs) Anytime, delighted to be. So tell us about We Rise In, what inspired you to start it in the very first place? Um, So We Rise In is a business whose mission is to inspire, elevate and develop um, the career of mid to senior level black professionals. Um, I was inspired to start it in 2021 uh, as a bit of a response to everything that I was seeing happening in the world post George Floyd's murder, the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, And in the corporate world, I was seeing a lot of my peers, particularly black peers, um, leaving the industry because of matters of discrimination or just not getting the opportunities that their white counterparts were. Um, And there's an issue with retention across um, retention of Uh, ethnically diverse talent um, in industry. So I thought, what can I do to um, improve that? So I set set it up. Um, It started off as just a mentorship program. We then uh, launched a leadership program last year, which went really well. Um, And then we moved to start working with corporates. So um, training their staff, um, senior leaders, putting them through reverse mentoring, uh, doing inclusion workshops, just getting them to understand uh, what some of their sort of ethnically diverse employees face and and, uh, within the workplace and how to help them sort of overcome, um, but also achieve positions of seniority within the workplace. Amazing, and at the moment, mainly real estate? Um, Well, actually, it started off just being a real, like, so my background is from real estate, so I wanted to sort of address that industry, but very quickly in the space of kind of a couple of months, we had, other industries reaching out, so people, um, so law industry, finance industry, um, which just goes to show that the problem isn't just industry specific, it's kind of across corporate industries. Yeah, definitely. And obviously throughout your time running this business, you've had many successes. What have been some of your favorite successes so far? Um, well, the business was launched off the back of um, winning a competition. So that was one of our kind of huge successes was winning £10,000 in grant funding towards kind of kickstarting the business. Um, That was great because it kind of validated um, the idea, like it validated the business to me that, you know, it was needed and there was a company out there that not only believed in what we were doing, but was willing to put their money where their mouth was. Um, Shout out to Montague Evans, who are actually one of our kind of main clients. And we do a lot of work with them. We've just finished a reverse mentoring program with their senior leaders, um, which went really, really well. Um, and yeah, so that was like, I'd say that's probably one of many, uh, but one of like the sort of key successes. Yeah. One of the main highlights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, securing a partner who just really feels like they really got on board and have kind of grown with you. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, so yeah. With your leadership program, how does it actually work? What's the what's the process? What's the process? So we have our leadership program runs from January to June every year. Um, last year we took 15 delegates. So uh, the delegates are all people that identify as black um, professionals. Um, and you can either apply 
as an individual or you can apply uh, via the support of your company. Um, so we usually have a mixture of people kind of putting themselves through the programme um, and some other people whose companies will sponsor them on it. Um, so it runs for six months. Um, we do uh, training programmes um, covering things like inclusive leadership, uh, microaggressions, how to like handle them or deal with them in the workplace. We do coaching uh, for the individuals, um, just basically lots of different training sessions to give them the confidence and the skills that they need to kind of elevate to the next level within their career. Um, and so the program is really open to people who are sort of at least minimum three plus years into their career. On average, we get people who are sort of five years into their career who are usually at sort of, let's say senior, um, maybe associate level, mm. uh, looking to kind of hit that director or partner level. Um, and yeah, that, that's pretty much how it runs. It runs for six months, um, finishing with a leadership summit in the summer. And am I right in thinking that you, you found that this was a particular area where there was not much focus, like there was more focus on getting black people into the real estate industry, say, but then this issue of actually retention was like there's no one else in your space, really? Um, not that I've seen, uh, yeah. not not as kind of um, prolific as maybe we've been. Um, but yeah, it was definitely that it was I wasn't seeing um, the kind of support or training for myself mm. um, being a black professional in the industry. And so I wanted to do something that could, could combat that. Um, what I was noticing was that a lot of the companies that I was working at or my friends were working at um, did have leadership programs or leadership training or development in general. Um, but the type of people that would be nominated or put forward to those uh, sort of mm. programs um, was usually white males yeah. yeah so I just wanted to design something that could uh, go against the grain and um, and support the black professionals love it that's really cool and so we've talked about some of your favorite successes mm -hmm. obviously running a business is difficult what about what have been some of your main challenges um, well, the first challenge I had was trying to run a business whilst working full time as an employee. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of kind of waking up sort of 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. working in the business, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. doing the day job, 5 p.m. onwards doing We Rise In. Mm. Um, and, the, you know, it was challenging. There was periods of like exhaustion and tiredness. Um, but knowing that we were making a difference in people's uh, lives and careers, uh, was what kept me going. Mm. Um, our first mentorship program that we had, we had, I think, uh, we took eight uh, junior black professionals, uh, paired them up with eight senior black professionals. Um, and of those eight junior black professionals, we had, I think, six of them all either sort of got promoted, got that sort of we job change it. that they were looking for, yeah. increased their salary. So there was just a lot of like good stuff that came out of um, just providing them the support that they needed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what kind of kept me going in those, uh, those early <laughs> those days. Dark days. And it's not just that you do a nine to five, you have a very intense, complex job as well. So it's not, you know, how you kind of keep inspired is, um, is incredible. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know if incredible is the right word, but I just, for me, I just love seeing other people succeed and particularly black people succeed. Like that is my mo in life yeah. <laughs> so i'm really pleased that i've been able to start a business that sort of feeds that passion for me every day so it's a bit selfish actually i don't think <laughs> you think about it <laughs> all for you sure <laughs> i guess as well like now now you're a couple of years in you have that 
really positive feedback loop. And so you can look back at the previous mentorship programs, previous leadership programs, and that can just really keep you fired up to yeah, keep going when yeah. it works. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think one of my more recent successes um, yeah. was that I was able to um, land, like my most recent client happens to be my old employer. Um, and, you know, I don't think it's any secret that I left that establishment because of matters relating to sort of discrimination, um, but also lack of development and, and professional progression. Um, so it's really great to be to see that they are, you know, trying to make a difference, trying to change, trying to address some of the, the underlying issues that, that made me and some of my other colleagues mm. leave the firm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a nice, like, full circle moment. Very yeah. much, yeah. Going back to change the, the problems that you that built this business, that yeah. inspired you to grow this business. That's really cool. Hi, my name's Hattie Walker-Arnott, and you've been listening to the Property Development Book Club podcast. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Hi, I'm Faith Lochkin, founder and CEO of We Rise In. We are a business whose mission is to inspire, elevate, and develop the careers of mid to senior level black professionals. We're keen to connect with individuals who identify as black professionals so we can support you in getting to levels of seniority within your career. And we're also keen to speak to corporate companies who are looking to uh, better and improve their diversity, equity, and inclusion agenda via our workshops um, and programs. We're a proud sponsor of the second half of season two of the Property Development Book Club podcast. One of the things that I think is really unique from your program is the reverse mentorship. And I think it's probably not something many people have heard of or have taken part in. So can you tell us a little bit more about reverse mentorship? Sure. Um, so reverse, so, so traditional mentorship is usually where you have um, a person who's maybe a bit more experienced, usually a bit older, mentoring someone who's younger, who kind of needs guidance and support. Reverse mentoring is when you flip that on its head where the mentee becomes the older, quote unquote, more experienced person, and the mentor is usually the junior person. And in the case of our reverse mentorship, what we're doing is taking, uh, it's, it's basically me reverse mentorship as it pertains to racial issues. Um, so we pair up members of our We Rise In network uh, the black professionals that are part of our network, we pair them up with white senior leaders um, in corporate companies. Um, and so the white senior leader is the mentee. So they're there to kind of learn, um, to be open to understanding some of the issues that these black professionals are facing. Um, and we take them through a nine month program. And as a result, kind of at the end of the program, the senior leaders come away with a lot more awareness um, and they're able to kind of then use that uh, in their workplace. So, you know, they will more, more more often than not be managing diverse teams. So just having an understanding that, okay, um, I've got X amount of, let's say, black professionals in my in my team. I know that, you know, there's maybe certain cultural um, or religious um, things that they might follow. And therefore just taking that into consideration when you're kind of managing a team, it goes a, re a really long way. Yeah. Um, it makes people feel included. Um, and as soon as people start to feel included, they're more likely to, um, you know, you know, work harder um, and stay at a company longer. Yeah. So yeah, just and also maybe just be a bit more confident and able people feel like able to put their voice forward. More. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, an example, and I'm sure Ed Wallow wouldn't mind me talking about this, but um, he was one of the mentors on our reverse mentoring program with mm -hmm. Montague Evans. He actually wrote a really good blog piece on it. So yeah, if if you like, people go go and read the blog piece. Um, but one of the kind of things that he noted was his mentee, mm -hmm. um, the white senior leader 
the first meeting that they had, the guy was talking about, you know, race and was like, yeah, how, you know, me as a white man and you as a black man. And Adewale was like, that was kind of shocking to him because he'd never seen a white person speak so candidly about mm. race. But in them doing that and having, you know, creating that safe space for them to have that conversation, it meant that the next sort of nine months that they were, were meeting on a one-to-one -one basis, they were able to really go deep and like unlock some really challenging um, topics and um, that they were able to explore together and at the end of it come away you know both of them feeling more you know knowledgeable about mm. the other party and 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 how each other's lived experiences were yeah that's interesting so it really kind of tr like a trusted connection exactly and you, the mentees and mentors don't come from the same company um in this instance they didn't um yeah. we've had clients who have asked us to facilitate reverse mentoring for them so they have enough racially diverse candidates internally or mm. they have you know candidates that they want to be the mentors um, inside their organization so we, we do both um, but what we, what we find is that the ones where the mentor is external um, it just means that there's no kind of um, people aren't afraid to kind of be honest yeah because um, I think if you're a mentor and you're um, your mentee is a senior partner in your business, how honest are you going to be about your experience in that company? Um, so yeah, we do both, but personally, I think the sort of external um, mentor with an internal mentee um, is like- Really powerful. Really powerful, yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. So Faith, who is your ideal customer, your ideal client for We Rise In? Um, very good question. Uh, and I hope I explained this well, because I think it can be a little bit confusing. So essentially, we've got two customers. Our first customer and our main priority is the black professional individual who is looking for training and support um, and professional development. Um, so you can come to us an as an individual, you can join our mailing list, you can come to our events, um, you can join our programs. Um, our kind of core, and then there's the other arm to the business is the corporate clients. Um, and those are companies who are looking for essentially diversity, equity and inclusion um, consulting or support. So we help facilitate workshops or facilitate programs for them, um, whether it's an internal program or us bringing them an external program. Um, so yeah, I think from a from an individual's perspective, our ideal customer is that sort of person who's sort of in the mid middle mid to senior level of their career. Maybe they're like you know between three to five years into their professional career and are looking to make that next step up and just need that support and guidance um, from other professionals that look like them. Um, and then our ideal customer from a corporate perspective is one that is willing to recognize where they maybe fall short in terms of uh, diversity and inclusion um, uh, targets um, and are willing to kind of um, really get stuck in and get involved because the workshops that we do and the programs that we do we're asking people to be relatively vulnerable um, and just come with an open mind um, and and yeah so that, that those are the uh, the ideal customers I'd say. Got it. And do you, do you have any challenges ever finding particularly those corporates? Yeah, yeah. I think the conversations I've been having with different, so there's some corporates that just get it. They understand yeah. the mission. They understand why we have niched and focused on mid to senior level black professionals. Whereas there are other organizations and I appreciate they're you know, they're large organizations and they, you know, they kind of want 
programs that are that kind of capture all elements of diversity. So they want a program that's not only just going to focus on black, they want one that's going to kind of encompass Asians um, and, and other minority ethnics. Um, but what we're saying is that, you know, to, to lump everyone in one yeah. kind of, um, you know, group is, is really unhelpful because even in, uh, the black community, everyone has different lived experiences, whether you're a light-skinned black versus a dark-skinned black, you might experience different issues uh, in the workplace or, or, you know, when it comes to your career. Um, you know, if you're African versus Caribbean, there's, you know, there's all these nuances. So to try and lump that whole community, which is diverse in itself, in with all the other um, ethnicities is 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 challenging. I, and personally, I don't think it's the right way to do things. Yeah, um, so that's what, exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's where we find um, sometimes, you know, we're coming up against companies that are like looking for that business case and saying, you know, why is it that we should only focus on black people mm -hmm. for now? Um, and my, my answer is always that the point is it's just now. Like, you know, have a DNI, a diversity and inclusion strategy and agenda in place, which, you know, categorically over, let's say, a five year period um, supports all elements of diversity, whether that's race, whether it's neurodiversity, whether it's gender, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, just be able like treat everybody um, differently because everyone has different needs. Um, and that's where that equity piece comes in, in terms yeah. of recognizing that not everyone is starting from the same place. Um, so yeah, try not to lump those groups together. But yeah. Yeah, and it seems kind of ironic that companies just want one answer for all of that. Yeah, I get it though. I mean, as it's, you know, business, isn't it? At the end of the yeah. day, it always comes down to budget. Um, that's another thing, actually. <laughs> I don't want to like, use this time to just like call people out, but it really, frustra it. <laughs> it really frustrates me when you're, you know, companies are saying, you know, they want to be di more diverse, they want to be more inclusive, um, but then they expect the budget for any kind of training to come out of the budget that they assign to their diversity network groups. Um, so most companies internally will have diversity networks. So whether that's gender diversity, neurodiversity, ethnicity, um, and those groups sh should, in my opinion, and normally do have a budget assigned to them. So to turn around and expect that particular group to pay for the training <laughs> that you yeah. as a business should be paying for already, I, I yeah, I find very problematic. Um, that's really but yeah. interesting. Mm. Yeah. Well, a challenge that I'm sure you can help them Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm out here challenging people um, and holding people to account, companies to account. Yeah. Love that. And so I suppose the big question is, what is next for We Rise In? Oh, what is next? I love that question. <laughs> um, well, I will actually. So, what's next? The main thing is doing more to serve the individuals that are part of our network. Um, so the past two years, we've spent quite a lot of time growing the corporate side of the business, um, but now we really wanna focus on the individuals. So we are looking to um, having received feedback from our existing uh, members and people that come to our events and, uh, and undertake our programs. Um, the kind of general consensus we're getting is that they love coming to an event or room where you know, they are for once the majority. They yeah. love being around black professionals, everyone kind of, you know, just being like living in, in, in their truth and enjoying their success. So we want to be able to offer that more and scale that more. Um, so we are looking to launch a members club, um, a physical space where you as a black professional can come um, and work, um, socialize, do whatever you like in the city. Um, and sort of the ultimate aim is to 
be able to take up space in areas where traditionally, you know, we weren't afforded space. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, if you're if you're interested in in finding out more about, I guess the programs that we run, but also this upcoming members club, you can join our mailing list by emailing contact at werising.co.uk. Um, and you can also join us on LinkedIn, um, follow our LinkedIn page. That's where we kind of put out most of our kind of um, updates or announcements. Um, but yeah, so 2024 members club coming soon. That's going to be so good. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. Can't wait. So I suppose how, how can we, the Property Development Book Club community, everyone else listening, how can we help support We Rise In? What, what, do, you, what do you need? Um, ultimately, customers um so cl corporate clients um if you want us to have you know just a conversation really as to where you're at in your dni journey how we as an organization can support you in improving that um, particularly as it pertains to your racially diverse staff um, and then as individuals you know join our mailing list get our newsletters come to our events um, I'm really friendly, so if you see me out and about, <laughs> come true. and talk to me. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's it, really. Amazing. Well, thank you, Faith, so much. It's so good to understand a little bit more about We Rise In. It feels like you're on a rocket ship trajectory, and I, I for one, cannot wait to see where this journey takes you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Hattie. This is the Property Development Book Club podcast. Please be advised that the views expressed are of the individuals and do not represent their employers and should not be taken as advice. Please do your own research and seek advice from an appointed professional.